Hey, this is Doug Benson, and you're listening to Mad Scientist Party Hour? That's always great when somebody does a bumper where they act like they're not aware of the show. My life... Welcome back to another episode of Mad Scientist Party Hour. My name's Kevin Kraft, joined once again by a man who has sold his pants and undies for some crack and is currently shooting some boulders right out of his pee hole. That's Jeff Clark. What's up, y'all? And beaming to us from a Bethlehem flea market... The bearded, booger-eating, he-man, gay porn, fan service enthusiast, Shuddy Boy. Yo. Peace. That was extra cruel. Did you piss him off this weekend, Shuddy? Uh, not that I know of. No, I, I, I he forgot. He was shooting from the hip. Is, yep. I could tell when he was doing yours. He was pulling ideas out of thin air. Yes. That is very true. So, gentlemen, how were your weekends? <laughs> big week right a lot to discuss uh slow news week but um yeah. i don't know anything the boys hero gasm kicked ass i haven't Man. watched it yet oh Ooh. the boys is fucking firing on all cylinders this season holy shit i've read the hero gasm comics so i have a sense of what i'm in for especially yeah, with all the warnings that are put in front of the episode see that surprised me because i just recently got um flipped on my ass by a disclaimer that aired before a movie that was warning about its extreme violence and shocking nature and i'm like (laughs) whatever and then 30 minutes into the movie um carl was like we have to turn this movie off this is too too intense and then i get to the hero gasm episode of the boys and there's a disclaimer on that and then it's just like, all right, I was watching porn probably like 45 minutes before this episode. So by comparison, relatively tame. I don't know if it needed a disclaimer, but still, killer fucking episode. And Shuddy, I only made it through the first story arc in The Boys. Like, I read it twice and was just like, man, this, I know this. everybody loves this comic, but just isn't for me, I guess. So I keep... You know, every season they're like, oh, they're covering this story arc on the boys and everybody's flipping out. I remember people flipping out before the season came out saying that, oh, it's the Soldier Boy episode. It's the, it's the season with Soldier Boy. And then I saw the hero gasm thing trending and I'm like, wow, big shit from the comic is hitting the screen. Is the hero gasm comic in the past? Is the hero gasm in the past? I just, no. I just assumed it was. Oh, wait, do you mean oh. like it takes place currently or a flashback? Correct. I think it's current, right? Yeah, it's current. Yeah, it's current. I, does, do people already know how this story is going to unfold? Like, where are they at in the comics compared to the, the TV well, show? Well, I'll have to watch it because there are things that happen in the comic that I don't know how they would do with the way the current story is situated. 
Okay. I think this past um, episode is probably to you, to you guys. I don't want to spoil it in case it does happen in the episode. Um. All right. I thought, I thought this episode of the boys is probably the best ever. Like, I thought it was fucking sick. So you really got to get on that, Chuddy. I I texted you guys earlier this weekend. I was like, this the boys is an all time. I was very very happy with it. The soldier boy and uh, him kind of getting into the mix now is fucking sick. That would be funny if it was um, um, soldier boy. Tell him. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, it would be. He he thinks way high of himself as a as a rapper. No, that's not accurate, Chuddy. Or that's, that's not what happened in the episode. Okay. Well, damn, I probably shouldn't have said that. Sorry. Why? No, I, that doesn't spoil it for me. I didn't see how that was going to be able to happen with how they're. Yeah, how they roll, rolled it out. Yeah, I got you. So, oh, yeah. I kind of figured it wasn't going to happen, but that's on the list. Started watching the new season of Umbrella Academy. Yeah, people flip out about that too, and I haven't, I've never gotten around to checking it out. I saw a meme about it today that made like it was basically it makes no sense, but it's still compelling. Like, I don't understand it. And Ellen Page's character is every problem that has happened in all three seasons is basically because of her. Well, it's a good thing she turned into Elliot Page. Yeah. Clean Elliot slate. Pa- no, because ah. oh, no. her character in season three, Victor, is just as dumb as Vanya was. Yeah. Who is- I thought you were talking about the girl from Grey's Anatomy. Ellen Page. Is that another Ellen? Or is that... Am I just... Um, what the hell is the girl... The My bad. I thought it was an L. I thought her name was Ellen Page. I guess I'm just brain farting right now. Um, oh no, no, uh, you're thinking of Ellen Pompeo, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, okay, okay, yeah. That's who I Say, thought you close meant enough that it's not as funny that you confused <laughs> them. <laughs> um, I I watched the new season of Iron Chef. Have you guys ever fucked with Iron Chef? I'm not really. I'm not cheating on Master Chef. I'm back in the day. I watched Iron Chef on Food Network after school, like after high school. Yeah, I only watched that's, the Japanese one. That's how long it's been around. Yeah, no shit. It was. It was a show on when it first came out on Food Network. It was Japanese, so it was dubbed in English, and it. So it was lots of fanfare, very was, over the top, and then they. Did Iron Chef America or something? Is that guy Morimoto, uh, the head of the Iron Chef show in Japan? Yeah. Morimoto gotcha. has been on all of them, I want to say. And then they have this figurehead, Chairman Kaga, who um, in the in the opening, they do this big grandiose intro, and he picks up a pepper and just bites it like an apple. And the, the crunch sound just goes like... <laughs> And just echoes off into the distance, and he does this smug smile. Yes! And then it zooms out, and he's just like... (laughs) Just laughs like a maniac. Very theatrical. It was a lot of fun. 
Yeah, and then they always do like the fucking craziest stuff for the like the the secret ingredient that the contestant and the Iron Chef have to incorporate into all their dishes. Like it'll, they'll, he'll just like Chairman Kaga walks out and he's like, "The secret ingredient for this week is squid brains," and he rips this giant sheet off, and then there's a big pile of squid brains. Yeah, I kind of like the chairman dude. He was in John Wick, right? So that's in. I, I heard this once. I, I could be misremembering, but in the lure of Iron Chef, he is supposed to be, I think, Chairman Kaga's nephew. But I don't think the one from the Japanese version and the American one are related at all. But yeah, that is the guy that was in John Wick Three. All right, I don't hate that show, but it's pretty good. It's not nearly as good as Master Chef. But I did have a random brain question that kind of stemmed from it. Um, oh, should we queue it up? Ladies sure. and gentlemen, it's now time for today's random, random brain, brain question. question. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but they had an episode called "The Battle of the Sturgeon," okay. which was uh, it's a it's a it's a fish, and the 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 contestants have to go to this fish tank and grab these sturgeon with nets and then they just throw the sturgeon on the table and they fucking slice into them and cord them. Yeah. They have to perform sturgery. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's like William Wallace, but with the fucking English. And my thought is like, why are we so chill with just the massacre and brutalization of fish, but not so chill with, with animals like, the fish are swimming, living around in that tank. They fucking scoop them out. They just gut them on the fucking table, right? They throw these lobster in a in a boiling pot, and there's no no one says shit about it. But if you just if, if there was a fucking cow on the stage and they fucking massacred the cow and started chopping that shit up, people would freak the fuck out. I don't know. So I mean, my random brain question is why why are we cooler with just mutilating fish and not because fish don't have souls that's right the only mammals have souls yep gotcha and, and fish, fish are famous mammals famously not mammals yeah yeah they're the most they're the biggest non-mammals yeah they're like the opposite of mammals so is that like a a religious thing or is that a scientific thing the soul because i wasn't i wasn't aware that fish didn't have souls i think there's, I was... <laughs> there's been a lot of uh Propaganda, I, 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 for lack of a better word, that fish don't have feelings. <laughs> okay. I, I feel like All for right. for a long time, people have spouted off that fish don't have don't feel pain or some shit. Am I wrong? I feel like I heard people say that a long time ago. Also, right. Jesus, so, Jesus slaughtered fish, so people yeah, think I mean, that's chill. I, I think the it. I don't really know what it is either because. Seem woke to why me. Why is being a pescatarian okay? Like, why do you draw the line of not eating chicken, beef, pork, but you'll eat fish? Maybe it's their have- intelligence, because fish are supposed to be super stupid. So they probably don't even aware aren't aware that they're getting offed. And I don't know. I feel, I feel like the the sea creatures of the sea they can't scream out of, sight, out of mind. Yeah, they can't scream or anything. So like. If you start whacking a, a cow over the head with a hammer, it's going to be like, moo, ouch, 
turn up your headphones. But if you whack, you know, if you grab a fish by the tail after you catch it and fucking whack it over the side of your boat to kill it, it's not like... I can understand how someone could rationalize it that way, but it just doesn't seem like as big of an outrage, even like with PETA. Like if if Iron Chef brought out a pig and they all just fucking murdered the pig on TV, just like they did the sturgeon, like well, now, there'd be protests, there'd be, there'd be a violation, no, it'd be fucked up. I get into these moods where I watch a lot of Forged in Fire on History Channel where they make knives and swords and stuff. And a lot of the time they will use the blades on like full pig carcasses that just don't have the guts in them anymore. Okay. So I, I don't know that it's that far of a step to go from that to them slaughtering the, maybe it's just the, the brutality difference of cutting that quickly, cutting the head off of a fish and, having a cow have to bleed out <laughs> or I just, I don't know. Like the difference in my head is like when Mari, Mari, Moto, Mari, Moto, right. Is that how you say Mari, Moto? When he did the, I think it was a stingray master chef episode. And he like broke down the stingray or whatever fish he broke down and cut all these different slabs of meat off of it. Like they were saying, Oh wow. That's, that's like artistic. That's so beautiful to watch. Right. But like, if they showed live footage of a, a hunter fucking slicing open a deer, like people wouldn't be stoked about it. And it certainly wouldn't be on Fox. Like it wouldn't just be on national TV. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I mean. Certain animal society has just deemed like, yeah, we don't give a fuck about them and fish sea Kinda creatures like fall into that. I know I sound like, like uh, the deep right now, but I mean, fish have feelings <laughs> too guys. Yeah. I mean, what if I want to fuck an octopus? What if it likes it? <laughs> Yeah. More importantly, what if I like it? You like, guys gonna uh, judge me? There was there was Master Chef episodes where they you know, they get lobsters out and then they put the the blade right against its head and then bop just bop the knife bop the top of the knife and it just splits Everyone's their head. Like clapping. Oh, yeah. nice. Oh. oh nice. Cool cool um clean quick death. That <laughs> lobster probably just, just feels shit. You just killed the <laughs> fuck out of that lobster. Round yeah. of applause. I don't know. Iron Chef, though, pretty good. Yeah, you should uh, try see if there's a way you can watch the the Japanese ones because, goddamn, are they fucking entertaining? I do. It makes me kind of reexamine to its to its to a slight degree my food chub scale because pretty much every one of their dishes is like really small portion size, and it's like I can't I can't just go through Iron Chef giving out fucking threes. You know what I mean? Like I, I there I have to figure out an, like a, a a compromise in between like not having the biggest portion size and giving a proper score. Yeah, because like I don't know these like world class chefs killing it and the fucking judges are sucking their dicks in the flavor. And it's like, dude, I'm still hungry. Like you just ate a one fucking like little crab cake. That's not gonna fill anything up. So I don't know. Had me thinking maybe I should reexamine how stiff of a punishment I have on the lower portioned food chub rankings, but I don't know. 
Thanks for thanks for letting me get that random brain question out there. You're very welcome. You got it, friend. Holy shit. Guys, I mean, this sort of crept up on me, but did you know a new Beavis and Butthead movie came out? Yeah, I knew it was coming out, and all of the episodes with the music videos were also supposed to be up, but I did not see them. I didn't check for that, but I mean, I remember I when, when they announced Paramount Plus, and I was like, oh, great, here we go, another fucking streaming service. And then they were like, oh, and here's what we're going to have. And oh, what was the... There was something else big. Oh, it was like the South Park stuff. Like they were going to have like exclusive South Park things. and um, They pulled a, through on that. They did. Yeah. There's like what, two or three? I think there was the pre-COVID special, post-COVID special, the streaming wars. Yeah, so three hour-long episodes that you can only watch there. And then... I remember them announcing, like, a, before the service was even available, yeah, there's going to be a new Beavis and Butthead movie. And I was like, well, that's fantastic. Uh, and then I completely forgot about it. And then one day, it's just, boom, it's out. So the other night, I just I filled up the volcano, ate a gummy, sat on the couch, and flipped it on. Whew, man, I needed that. What a fucking... Scroll with you. What a treat. No. I kind She's of not a Beavis and Butthead fan. I don't think she was, but she always loved Daria, and she still loves Daria. And when I told her that Daria <laughs> was a character from Beavis and Butthead that got a spinoff show, her eyes almost bugged out of her head. She had no idea that Daria originated in Beavis and Butthead. That, I liked that she showed up as a brief cameo. That is that is not a surprising Carl take. I could see her be really into Daria. <laughs> no offense, Carl, if you're listening. Um, but man, it was it the the all the times that I laughed my dick off and had to like either pause the movie or rewind it to catch it again weren't weren't just like big moments. They were just throwaway lines, which was always what I loved about the original series. Anyway, like the episodes were always fun. But the stuff that they said when they were just sitting on the couch watching music videos was always the funniest part of every episode to me. Yeah. I thought this was hysterical. I loved it. Yeah. Me too. Oh, yeah, it was fucking awesome. It wasn't Beavis and Butthead Do America, but it was good. Right? I mean, I think Beavis and Butthead Do America is a five-decker. I wouldn't put this one as a five-decker. Did you score that in your letterbox, Steve, Kevin? I did. I haven't. I haven't seen... Beavis and Butthead do America in an incredibly long time. So I feel oh, like that's, that's on worth... Paramount Plus, buddy. Yeah. Uh oh. Someone's windows just restarted or something. Oh, uh, shut I'm just still trying to resolve those, the technical difficulties I was having earlier. All right. Well, I gave Beavis and Butthead do the universe four dicks. As did I. Very, very entertaining. Yeah, I'll take four dicks too for. Beavis and Butthead do, uh, do the universe. So, Shuddy, did you score it on Letterboxd, though? Me? Uh, I mean, I mean, Beavis and Butthead America. Do, you, uh, do oh. America? Do you? Have, what, what, what's your score for that one? I don't know. Are I, I got to rewatch abstaining? it. Abstaining. I'd have to rewatch it. Shuddy, you should have an answer. Shuddy, what's been going on with you? Uh, do you need so, to vent? I'm just some tech. This blues. is what's the problem I'm having right now. Ah, the old MacBook. Um, 
I broke like three of those in college because online poker. It makes you feel good for like 30 seconds. And it then... doesn't even. So I got the ability to get one for work and I've had it since the weekend. Uh oh. Rant Rant's chiming in. I don't want. I don't. Um, I don't want that. Rant Rant. And I spent all weekend. Oh shit! Now my computer's doing it. <laughs> getting logging, getting my Apple ID and everything synced up with this thing, and I barely uh, and trying to. Fi- I I barely know. I can't figure out how to use it properly, and the person who used it before had it has it so that I couldn't drag and move files around or delete it. It's just been absolutely fucking infuriating. I had to download the new operating system so then I could factory reset it. It's just been been a hell of the last two hours. That's your first MacBook? You usually yeah, go I've Windows? Never, I've only used PC laptops. Uh, well, MacBooks are supposedly very user-friendly. I mean, I've only had a MacBook for like the last, like, shit, 10, 15 years at this point, so it's all I know. Like... The things that I can do comfortably on it are because there is a corresponding equivalent on my iPhone. (laughs) Anything else is, it's taken me three days to get used to, I'm not even used to it yet, having to use the two fingers to scroll up and down. I'm going to fly to Cupertino and piss on Steve Jobs' grave. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go up there and raise hell. I hate those Silicon Valley pussies. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get him, Shuddy. Let's fucking get him. It just makes me feel so dumb because I'm so un- not comfortable using it. Don't make me whip out my dongle. Well, you can add another uh, thing to your resume once you figure this out. Yeah. Mac Still. OS X proficiency. <laughs> All right, another... Another bullet point for the old resume doesn't hurt. Yeah, fuck yeah. Uh, did you guys watch anything else this week? Um, I forgot last week to review The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was excellent. I really had a lot of fun with it. Um, I think the beginning half was a little slow with the buildup, but I think the last half of it was a lot of fun with the action and everything and how it all played out. And it was very, it was very meta where with them writing the movie that they were making essentially. Yeah. That was, that was a big part of the fun of it. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I also, because we watched that uh, sex pistols mini series. Yeah. Uh, I rented on Apple TV The Public Image is Rotten, which is a documentary about Johnny Rotten's band after the Sex Pistols, Public Image Limited. Did you like them, Shuddy? I I have a couple of their records. They're kind of a new wave band. I it's they're weird. They're weird. Some it's of not their really stuff punk. is really good. Some of their stuff is really, really fucking strange. Um, but I really, I really enjoyed the documentary. It was really good. Um, and it's caused me to listen to a lot more of their stuff than I have. Um, 
Beavis and Butthead do the universe. And then the boys came over and Brad was gung-ho on watching the prequel trilogy of Star Wars. All three movies. Well, no, we I we did two of them. Saturday, our day was consumed with The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. I really like that Jar Jar Binks fella. No, not even a little bit. <laughs> not even a little bit. It was... He, my review is uh, is simply he's the worst. Fuck him. I mean, you had seen these beforehand, right? I've only seen both of them one time before. Right around the time they came out. So it's... I have no sort of nostalgia or love for these movies. I had virtually no interest in them when they came out. To clarify, not not Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and then what's the other one? <laughs> Return of the Jedi? That's two of them, you're right. I did uh I did clarify that it was the Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. Gotcha, okay. All right. Making sure we're on the same page. Uh they were all right. They weren't great. I think a lot of the pop culture references didn't age very well. Like pop culture in America at that time? Just pop in American pop culture in general, like in uh, Attack of the Clones, Obi-Wan Kenobi is in a 50s style diner on an, aerial, in, on an alien planet. And he's wearing a limp biscuit hat and it kind of takes you out of the movie. So wait, um, does this was 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 your kids inspired to watch this because of the Obi One Disney Plus show? It's Disney no, Plus, right? They watched A New Hope or Empire Strikes Back when they were driving when they my parents and them drove back from Georgia, and then they okay. finished up the original trilogy, and then they were at Bradley was at the point where now he wanted to watch the trilogy, the the prequels. So you have like a relationship with your kids where like you're happy to hang out with them. And if they're like, hey, yeah, let's do something this weekend, you're just pretty much all aboard. Or is there like you almost push back with Primus, but were you kind of like thinking, no, nah, I'm not going to watch that pussy ass Phantom Menace. So there are times where I take that stance but as stubborn as I am about not watching it, Bradley is equally, if not more stubborn about us watching it. It's on a clockwork orange, yeah. So then I essentially, eventually I give in because I just don't want to hear it anymore. It's like say when Uncle in- Dad, say <laughs> Uncle Dad. Yeah, it's like when an, uh, when an unstoppable shuddy meets an immovable shuddy. There's just going to be sparks. Yeah. You both are walking from Myrtle Beach, huh? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, this wasn't this wasn't like that. He wanted to watch it Friday night, and I put my foot down and said, absolutely not. I rolled three joints. We are sitting here, and we are watching Beavis and Butthead do the universe, and we'll deal with Star Wars tomorrow. Did he enjoy Beavis and Butthead as much yeah, as we Yeah, we all did. had fun watching it, me, him, and Draven. God. Man. Fucking the first two 
of the prequel. And that sucks too because the third one is the best. Which the third one is the the only one I've never seen at all. Oh man, it's it's not the greatest thing in the world, but the the battle at the end is just like like when when Anakin just goes full Sith and slaughters a bunch of kids and then just has that massive battle at the end. So rad. And Sharon and I did watch the entire Obi-Wan Kenobi series. Yeah, I watched it too. It was pretty cool. I, I mean, thought it, the first five episodes were a lot of fun. You didn't like the last one? I th- we both thought the last one was boring and even the, kind of anticlimactic. Is it just me or is Ewan McGregor like a poor man's Carrie Ewells? <laughs> <laughs> Some would say that Ewan McGregor has had the, the bigger career, though. Oh, they probably haven't seen Princess Bride, huh? I mean, the, the, the last episode... So the whole thing of, of Obi-Wan, it, it created plot holes. It didn't really add much. But, I mean, with how set in stone things are from the way episode three ends and then the original trilogy, four, five, and six, doesn't really give you too much wiggle room to add anything grand. Like, there can't be a fucking lightsaber duel where Obi-Wan kills Darth Vader. Um, but it did, it, it did introduce some plot holes. There was some stuff that happened just within those six episodes where they, they really took some liberties with, okay, how the fuck did that person get from there to there that quickly? And the people in pursuit took so much longer to get there. And well, how did that oh, person oh just God, happen I to pop exactly up? I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. But if you want to just see some, if you just need some, uh, some new Star Wars lightsaber battles and see some cool new shit, it's, it's scratched that itch. It's not like the Clone Wars, which is probably the greatest non-Star Wars movie thing to ever happen to Star Wars. Well, Bradley immediately dove into to Clone Wars. <laughs> Clone Wars after is the we fucking finished best. Attack of the Clones. God damn, I love that show. That sounds familiar. Did that come out while we we've been doing this podcast? Yes, and Seek loves it and used right. to talk about it frequently. Yeah, Seek was the one that sold me on it. What's the Nintendo 64 Star Wars game? I thought that was a Clone Wars. That was Shadows of the Empire, I think. Fair enough. And you, were, you just played as some random knockoff um, Han Solo type, I believe. Forget the guy's name, but... I definitely played, fat, the, right? played the shit out of that. <laughs> oh, what was his name? Uh, Baby Yoda? We're... <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is important, actually. Huge, huge revelation made by Kevin the other night. And and I got to ask you about this, Shuddy, right now. And depending on your answer, this might guide future what the fuck did I just watch. Shuddy, have you ever seen 8 Mile? Yes. Thank God. In the theater Kevin. and since it came out in the theater. Kevin's never seen Eight Mile. He never fucking saw Eight Mile. That if it, it, it blows my brain. It blows. I've my even brain. seen Get Rich or Die Trying. No. Holy shit! You're invited to the barbecue. Look at that. <laughs> Don't bring Kevin with you as your plus one. Bring Sharon. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Kevin! What the fuck? Have you watched Eight Mile yet? Since we talked about it. No. 
Oh, man. Well, it's not supposedly it's only Yeah, supposedly it's on Tubi, which is just uh, terrible. I mean, I've watched I've watched a movie on Tubi. It's not that bad. The commercials are relatively short and they're not they're not too intrusive. So wait, is it free? Tubi is much better at putting the commercials in than whatever intern put them in queef or no queef. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're organic. Yeah, Tubi's free. Intrusive. Tubi you just log into and you just there's like I think they have a bigger selection than Netflix, and it's just because studios are like, sure, yeah, show our stuff on there with with ads in it. We'll take the pre-roll money. Yeah, when that's did I cool. watch? Luckily, thanks to the wonders and magic of Letterbox D, I can. I've only watched one movie on on Tubi, and it was. Oh, it's gonna be something stupid. I bet. Oh yeah. <laughs> The original 1982 Swamp Thing. <laughs> the Wes Craven movie. You got to watch 8 Mile, dude. I'm very curious on your review of it. All right, I'll watch it. Because, I mean, you're pretty... I mean, I would say you're familiar with certain things just by like them being parodied and stuff like that. You know, but, like, you've obviously... I mean, you've never seen the movie. So, to me, it's like... It's a five-dicker. Like, there's... <laughs> End of conversation. I, I can't. I, I, I. It's crazy that you haven't seen it. Honestly, it's fucking crazy. I mean, it came out in like 2003, so I was like 20 or 21. I think that was around the time when I had my apartment, where it was just 365 days of partying, and I don't know if I made it to the theater at all that year. It was mostly just all I was concerned about was drinking and doing drugs and trying to get chicks. But what music were you listening to in 2002 when you were drinking and doing drugs? And did Eminem ever make that playlist? I I would guess he did. He did, but it it was a majority of metal. Fair enough. What you're saying checks out. But given given how many movies you've seen, it is very surprising. And you're you are an Eminem fan. Right? I am. Like you you like Eminem. I never I, I honestly never heard anybody talking about how great Eight Mile was. That's just crazy to never me. Never heard it get brought up, never heard anybody talk about it. I don't even think I've ever heard you fucking talk about it in the eleven years we've known each other. Yeah, I mean that's that's the first like us playing Fortnite the other night and talking about it was the first time it ever came up. Oh my but, god, dude. I wish the Puminati could have heard Jeff. He's just like, What? You've never seen Eight Mile? Rabble, 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 rabble. I almost rabble, want to rabble. throw out like a fucking pole. Oh no, then... Shuddy. Recording in progress. Oh, I gave you record permission way early, and I was even doing. I think that was when I took my headset off to go uh, fix the lighting. Oh, hey, YouTube. No. Oh. Hey, YouTube. <laughs> hey, what's up, what's guys? Up? Oops. Hey, by the way, you know, we have uh, an audio version of this podcast. Where you can hear the first 40 minutes. Yeah, it wasn't and that the Easter long. egg. Yeah. Oopsies. Oh. I had a senior moment. I fucked up. Man, I got to put that post-it back that says, hit the record button, you fucking idiot. Hey, dude, you're getting old. Should we start over? Should we run that all back? Yeah. Do you guys remember what the intro was? What did I say again? I Some- believe you mm-hmm. told us how awesome we were and how you couldn't do this show without you. Uh, the way I remember is you really came at Shuddy's neck. (laughs) (laughs) 
God we damn just it. do random brain question again. Talk about sturgeon genocide. Sorry about that, guys. Uh, all right, where were we? Brain oh, fart. Talking eight mile. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. I never. So you I flipping never... out about me having never seen Eight Mile just ruined your fucking night. We played Fortnite for like another hour after that, and you were still just like, oh god, fucking oh, oh. Yeah, like you're you're seriously the only one in like my like age group that hasn't seen a mile. Like it's, it, it really does blow my brain. And I like, thought fucking, I was, I thought I was in the clear. Like, I don't know. Cause when, when eight mile came out, sure. I did like Eminem, but I was like, I don't really give a shit to go see a movie about Eminem. And then they had that song from it that just, you could not fucking escape it. I was just yeah, like, I oh. love that song, but fair enough. In your defense, Kevin, had I not been with the boy's mom at the time, I would not have gone to see this movie either. It just seemed kind of corny. Like the whole defense. The whole idea of it seemed kind of corny. I was so over that song. It was just so inescapable. And, you know, back in the days where there were really no other options besides FM radio, and you're just, it's on every motherfucking channel. It's just like, God damn it, leave me alone this song. I don't care about spaghetti. I don't care. <laughs> I I disagree uh, in terms of like, I, I haven't that actually that song hasn't been played out in my head, but I understand your point. I do. And I don't think it's that ridiculous. I do think it's ridiculous. You haven't seen a mile and I'm very, very uh, interested in hearing your review for it. Cause it's a, it's a five decker. I would love to do a poll. Maybe I will of the Puminati via Patreon to find out how many, of the Puminati have actually seen uh, Eight Mile and like how many how many Eminem dicks it would suck. <laughs> I mean, I, I would be. I texted Carl. She was like, "Yeah, of course I've seen it." <laughs> Shuddy seen it. I asked Brandano. He's like, "Yeah, of course I've seen it." And I'm like, "Oh fuck." How Dom, is- Dom seen it. Um, what did Brandano say? Did he did he give a score or if he liked it or not, or he just asked him if he watched it? He said it was okay. Because Rant Rant supposedly wasn't that into it, but that's not that surprising. I mean, it is a fucking... To me, it's like objectively like a good movie, but, you know, I don't like Rant Rant. And Dano didn't even like it enough to give it a star rating. Well, he did say he saw it when it first came out. Oh, he just marked it as watched. Yeah. Blorp, whose taste is sus, gave it a four. (laughs) Tomas gave it a three and a half. All right. You know Tomas. T-Dog McDrugs. I'm putting it on my goddamn Letterboxd watch list right now. No, not 8mm 2. They made 8mm 2? <laughs> I mean, you should watch that too. Oh, yeah. So 8 Mile came out in 02. Yeah. All right. Watch list added. It really is an 8mm 2. What the fuck? I mean, I was in high school in 2002, and that was like the biggest movie, pretty much my high school. Yeah, like I think by, by 2002, I'd already failed out of college. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you had. Uh, I just can't imagine being too cool for 8 Mile. That's pretty much what you're saying. You were too cool to go see 8 Mile. I was too cool for a lot of things in 2002. It was 20 fucking years ago. That was your peak, huh? 
Yeah. I had a good run in 2002. Those days are long gone, though, buddy. I had, I had like $80 in my bank account. The world was my oyster. Things are looking better for you, though. You're about to turn 40 next week. Uh, I, in a couple weeks, excuse me. And, I would not um, say that is better. I would much rather be 19. Well, I mean, old white guys are trending up again. We're fucking taking this shit back by force. We're back, baby. <laughs> I mean, you're about to join that pool. I, I, I wish I was as old as you. Maybe I could get some of the uh, the recent wins. But Yeah, I have a feeling none of that shit's going to be all that time. cool for me. <laughs> yeah. So you don't have a vote that swings anything, huh? Not really. I watched a weird-ass movie um, that uh, it's, it's probably not going to be for the masses, but I kept seeing ads for this because I do follow Shudder on Instagram, and I do have a Shudder subscription that I got a free trial of and then forgot to cancel, and then was just like, ah, fuck it. I like having access to a massive library of horror movies. So they got this exclusive called mad god and it's made by written and directed by this guy phil tippett who is a visual effects legend big guy in stop motion he worked in some like massive massive films including star wars and i think he's the guy who created job of the hut so this guy has been trying to make this stop-motion claymation movie for 30 years. Since the 80s, I think. Well, yeah, duh, because 30 years ago, it was the fucking 80s? Nope. Nope? 30 years ago, it would be technically 92. Son of a bitch. My math is right. You are. Your math is right. Okay, so in the end credits, it said something about, like, filming started in 87, so it was probably over 30 years that he's been working on this thing. And it was really, really fucking bizarre. It's like 80 minutes. It follows this person. It's just like some guy in a head-to-toe, almost like um, plague suit. Like he has a full face mask and uh, head-to-toe garb of like protective gear and stuff. And he just... They never say his name. There's no dialogue. There's no real spoken word in it. It's just this fucking guy gets lowered in down into what looks like hell. And you just follow this thing through this world of like all these different scenes and scenarios of just bizarre, nightmarish stuff. And goddamn, I loved it. It was so fucking cool. Just really creepy, unsettling imagery like hellish nightmarish things and like i said there there's not much of a start to finish plot you're just following this thing it basically feels like you're just eavesdropping on somebody's nightmare it plays out like like dream physics you know like when you have a dream like one time one second you're doing one thing next second you're somewhere else and it all makes sense while you're having the dream but when you wake up it's just like there was no real cohesive plot line to that dream at all it was just a bunch of things that happened. And that's kind of like what this movie was. I actually have a dream that I can talk about when you're done. Oh, man. Well, in that case, I want to wrap this up. Mad God is not going to be everybody's cup of tea. But I fucking loved it. That's a four and a half dicker for me. I will definitely be watching that again. 
I saw Mark Rooster gave it like two dicks because he didn't like the fact that it had no plot. But very, very unique movie. And I, I couldn't have been... Well, I guess I could have been because it wasn't a five-dicker, but pretty much couldn't have been happier with the way it turned out. It was, it was just what I was looking for. So your dream, Jeff. Yeah, I mean, I have another movie to review. Uh, we both saw Black the Black Phone, right? We could talk yeah. about that in a second. Yep. Just real quick with the dream. Um, it was a pretty vivid dream. Again, it's random. I don't remember exactly, like why things were happening the way they were. But the, essentially what happened is the old, uh, like, Tinder fling came over to hang out. Is this a real a chick from real life? In the dream or in real life? In the dream. We're in the no. dream at this point. Okay. Yeah, we're dreaming about this, guys. All right. <laughs> so old fling came by. Um, uh, she came to my room, was giving her the tour, and there were logs of shit, theoretically my shit, from fecal matter yeah from the door uh from my bedroom door through my to my master bathroom through my master bathroom and next to the toilet like i just shit logs like probably four or five of them so you yourself were currently dropping logs or the logs were there and you're like oh the logs are already there i forgot i shit those and it got a little weird. I don't. I don't remember how the dream played out from there. Just I remember she was not stoked about my shit being all over the floor, and me having a tough time to uh, explain it. But like we've talked about this before, I just don't have many dreams because I smoke so much pot. I think that's like my guess. That like we, you know, you don't dream if you smoke pot. So yeah, it's very rare that. that I have a dream that I remember. But I just remember like. Just my apartment, my room being full of dookie. And <laughs> this this Tinder fling was not impressed. Not 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 even slightly. Um, it's not my favorite dream ever. I, I think I've yeah. told you guys my favorite dream ever. Usually but. women hate it when you leave logs of shit all over the floor and invite them over. Not an aphrodisiac. But it wasn't my... My most memorable dream was... Um, me and uh, Oprah got into a fighter jet and she was like my goose and I was Maverick and we launched an offensive against my whole fucking neighborhood. And I just lit up my friends, uh, family's houses, just fucking detonated them. And, you know, Man. with a fighter jet, just flying around my <laughs> old apartment complex. Okay. Fucking nuking building. I feel safe to say that I have never heard you tell that dream before. You I, and no, Oprah. I think I have. You and Oprah as fighter pilots blowing up your friends and neighbors. Yeah. Does not yeah. ring a bell. But and it was like very vivid, like the geography or the, yeah, like the geography of the apartment complex was spot on with the geography of where I was living. Like it, it, what it, I, I knew who I was attacking. And I was attacking friends who I, who I hung out with the day before and the day after. I wish I wish we had the type of funds where we could get an animator to like animate that and just do it kind of like in a South Park style where Jeff is Cartman just like, oh, yeah, that's right, take that. I can't do a, a Jeff and Cartman molded voice. That you're not that good. Nope that that just off the brim attempt sucked ass. But you get what I'm saying. Jeff as Cartman laughing as he and Oprah high five and launch missiles. At not his enemies, his friends. Yeah. Yeah. There might have been some uh, 
collateral damage or some bystanders killed in the action. But I, I mostly attack my friends with Oprah's help. So do you think there's anything like, have you tried to get to the bottom of, like analyze your dream of why you invited a girl over and then discovered that you had pooped all over the floor of your apartment? With no I recollection. Just, I think it maybe is like an example or like... Um, is your apartment currently know. a mess? No, it's nice. Uh, I cleaned it uh, last week. No, I think it's just kind of like my vibe with chicks and with dating right now. Like I am making effectively no effort, right? I have like no marketing apps, uh, marketing campaigns going on through these apps. So maybe that was like my, like me scaring myself. Like don't, don't even try to date or else this girl's just going to see all your shit on the floor. I don't know. Dude, you I, boy, the I, 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 didn't, I actually didn't think about that until you just asked that question, but maybe that's what it is. It's just like my subconscious saying, like, dude, you're not ready to date. You're going to shit all over the floor, and they're not going to be down. Dookie boy the cocksucker. <laughs> pretty, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> is there any, like, doo-doo, uh, like, stuck to the rim of your toilet? No. Motherfucker, you're going to come over in a couple days, right? My place is fine. It's cool. It's pretty big. It's kind of tough to clean everywhere, but my 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 room, my apartment, uh, my room is clean. My bathroom's clean. Let's say like Ariana Grande came over to pee in your toilet. Would she be grossed out by your bathroom no. right now? She'd be fine. No, there's not like pubes. No, stuck all over the place and like piss stains. No, sir. There's no poop freckles stuck on the inside of your bowl that you haven't scrubbed off. No. No, I'm pretty mindful of that stuff. Even though dog I, shit I, all over your bedroom. No, my Allie has never, never went to the bathroom in my apartment. Never. It's fucking it's kind of crazy to be honest. Um but no, like I'm like mindful and worried about that stuff. Like I I, I hope to have a chick over one day. <laughs> so I don't, want, <laughs> I don't I don't want like poop flex in my uh in my um in my in my toilet but you know i i don't know i i maybe it's just subconsciously saying like hey maybe maybe you should take it easy on the dating so um, you think that and, and that dream do it. was your subconscious telling you to stay an incel yes remain a virgin that's what my subconscious is saying damn yeah tough subconscious right yeah I want to be more than an alpha, more of an alpha than my subconscious wants me to be, but can't help. I guess I just shit all over the floor when that time comes. <laughs> yeah. Sucked. Chick was not happy. Uh, did not get lucky in that dream. And this Whack. this wasn't just like some faceless girl that your brain created. This was a girl that you actually went on dates with in the past? Yeah, it, she's, uh, since then, she's became faceless, but I remember, her, like, I remember the morning after knowing who I dreamed about, you know? Like, like it wasn't a random person, but I can't remember now who it was. Do you still have her phone number? Probably. I don't really delete contacts, actually. How bad did it go? Could you maybe... Could this be a sign? Maybe you should try reaching out. Didn't go bad. The only, 
I mean, I've had mutual ghostings with chicks, and I don't think that goes bad. The like the one like I've I've had a couple breakups. Uh, What's a mutual I, ghosting where just neither of you text? Yeah, I've, I've been involved. This has happened. Yeah, I've been involved in those. Yeah, where oh. you know the date didn't go that well, or the interaction wasn't that sick, and you kind of play chicken with her. She plays chicken with you and really everyone loses or everyone wins. I don't know how it works, but you kind of, it doesn't need to talk about, we don't need to talk about not seeing each other. Like it wasn't, you know, it's usually happens after like maybe the second or third date. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, Kevin? Yeah. I've been there. My my brother has been going on like like a, a ton of dates um, via the apps, I think hinge and he got like four or five with one specific girl. And they had like a conversation where they were, they're like, yeah, let's just not talk anymore. This isn't going well. And wow. like, I thought that was crazy. I was like, why didn't you just never talk to her again? <laughs> <laughs> why didn't you just like, that's what I would have. I just would have just not texted her. And then if she texted me, I've been like, Hey, what's up? You want to come over watch some Netflix? Hey, doesn't know, talking like, about not talking seem kind of self-defeating? <laughs> yeah, right. That's I'm trying to, is, that's probably not the most responsible way to approach that subject, but that's how I thought about it. It's like, if you guys were on the same page and neither one of you texted each other, then you, you probably would have just been better off. It'd been the same exact spot, but I guess, you know, it is whatever. I can't like, Hey, I'm being respectful. And if you guys are, both going to be on the apps again maybe you should you know try to like hey if you see me didn't work i'm not down <laughs> you know yeah. what i mean i've actually thing. when i you know made one of my many returns to the dating apps there have been times where you see like repeat offenders it's like oh i went on a date with you i went on a date with you and then like i've gotten notifications that a girl that I went on like one, maybe two dates with years ago tried to match with me a second time. And it was like, fucking really? I thought there was just some unspoken agreement between us that like, yeah, that was, that was not a love connection. Why, why, yeah. why do you want to go on an, another date all these years later? And I just make meh, X beat it. Not interested. You wouldn't run it back? There isn't a one that got away for you? Uh, the ones that got away were the ones that I wanted to keep going, and they either told me to pack sand or ghosted me. Oh, wow. See, there was a couple that I wanted to keep going, and I just like felt that she didn't want to keep it going, so I was like, fuck that. I'm not going to even... Fuck her. I'm done with her. <laughs> I yeah. ghosted her, but like I, kn- I knew. Like, you know what I mean? I knew. Yeah, I mean, I've talked about this before. I matched with some girl, and I was like, wow, really? You? Me? Really? Uh, Okay, I'll play along. And we talked for a while, and then we went on a date, and I met her, and she was one of those rare instances where she was somehow even hotter in person than she was on, like, Tinder or whatever. you talking about this. And I was just like, this this is fucking crazy. It's like, you know, I I know this isn't going to go anywhere, but shit, I'll play along. And we had what I felt like it was a good date. Like the conversation flowed. I was getting laughs. And then I texted her later and I was like, hey, you know, that was really fun. You want to go out again sometime? And she's like, no, not really. Like, 
I don't, I don't, I didn't honestly didn't really find you all that attractive. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> I was like, hey, you know what? I've been ghosted so many times. I've had like people fucking, you know, read me a whole list of bullshit. It was actually kind of refreshing for once. To like, yeah, I totally get it. You're fucking a million times hotter than me. Of course you don't want to be, you don't want to go on a second date with me. Yeah, I've been shot straight a couple times, and it sucks, but you definitely appreciate it. You know, I'm not trying to hear, no, it's, it's not you, it's me. Like, fuck you, it's not you, it's me on our fucking second date. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's, it's me. I got it. It's cool. <laughs> I got it. It's me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, let's see. What else? Oh, um, I, gotta, I have a quickie, quickie review. Oh. So remember last week when I got duped into watching a Chris Hemsworth movie that wasn't a Chris Hemsworth movie? And um, unbeknownst to me, it was just a movie starring his wife that he decided yes. to cameo in and executive produce. Um, I watched. Like his wife, wife? What? Chris Hemsworth. He, I didn't know he was married. Yeah. And I. I she, she's got to be hot, huh? She's, she, yeah, she's decent. She's definitely right. one of those girls where if we matched on Tinder, she would be like, you're just not attractive enough for me. And I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> you're 100% I, right. I see what happens is I, I meant to swipe left and I swipe right. And <laughs> now I'm here for free dinner. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I watched the one that act, the new Netflix movie that actually does star Chris Hemsworth, Spiderhead. Oh, yes. Which All we right, mentioned. So I'm going I'm to base my viewing decision off your review here because I... I saw the trailer and I was like, ah, this this looks gay. This looks gay. What do you think? It was better than Interceptor, but pretty underwhelming. Not better by much. Um, was it, there any action? It felt like there wasn't any action. Not particularly, no. There was some towards the end, but it's basically just a movie about criminals that are held in a lower security facility where they're, they basically just live great lives. Like, they can cook, they have their own shit to do, they're just trapped there. They have very nice digs, um, but the the exchange is they have to be, they, they're experimented on with this medication. So they'll, they'll be, like, put in a room, like, Miles Teller is put in a room with this woman, and they're sitting across from each other, and he's just, like, Chris Hemsworth and some other guy are in a room observing them, and they're like, uh, what do you feel about uh, that guy right there sitting across from you? And she's like, eh. Nah, he's like a six or something. And then they're like, oh, what do you think about her? And like, I don't know, she's kind of cute. And then they dose him with this shit that makes them all horny. And then they just fuck like maniacs. So they just like do these experiments while dosing these people with this shit. And then... Honestly, I think they might have done some nice bicep and elbow placement to block all nip-nips. Okay. But it kind it's of disappointing. It was an interesting premise, you know, captive prisoners being experimented on with some behavioral modifying drug that, if things worked out, would be something very beneficial to the general population, keeps people from rioting, or who fucking knows. But it just, it was very underwhelming. Two and a half dicks. Sounds dumb. Yeah, I was, I was not all that into it. Um, but Jeff and I did go and see the new horror movie, The Black Phone. And I'm kind of curious as to Jeff's take on it. Um, 
I, I honestly, it was one of probably the worst movies I've ever seen in the movie theater. I, it wasn't as oh bad God. as Looper because it uh, I didn't have expectations for it. I give it a zero out of five. It was fucking terrible. Fucking terrible. Every every which way about it. I want to do spoilers and just ruin the entire movie for everyone listening. Do it. Because ultimately, it would save them time. But, I mean, it was terrible. Ethan Hawke. Not a good serial killer like Ethan Hawke. Uh, I wasn't rooting for any one of the characters, not even the fucking kid that was kidnapped. Like his sister's spoilers, his sister's visions and and ability to predict the future was completely fucking useless. The kid ended up walking out of the house at the end. Um, what else? What else? Ethan Hawke's brother that had no business being in the movie whatsoever. Um, the kids abusive father had really no business being in the movie and didn't make sense. The police department was fucking useless. There was really no mystery aspect to this and no investigative aspect to it. The whole paranormal shit with the black phone was fucking cheesy to say the least. I, I, I can't think of anything that I liked about it. It didn't, it was short and it didn't feel short. It felt like two and a half hours, but I think it was like 95 minutes or something like that. Kevin, you gave it a maybe, I think my brother, I clowned him for this. I think he gave it like a two and a half, three and said it was fine. And then I just kind of unloaded and was like, what do you like about it? He's like, yeah, you know, yeah it's fine. So Kevin, what did you like about it? Because didn't you give it like a two and a half? No, I gave it four dicks. Oh my god! I thought it was now, sick. I'm You're gonna, gonna say mile. that <laughs> that Jeff seems to be in in Letterbox D. The black phone has a three point six. Jesus fucking Christ! But on IMDb, it has a seventy four uh, seven point four out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes, it has an. 84% on the tomato meter and a 90% audience score. Jeez. So All Jeff right. is zigging when everybody else is zagging. But I feel like I would agree with him more than all of you other idiots. Thank God, Shuddy. So siding, siding with Jeff and calling the masses like the op- opposite of Jeff, idiot. Yeah. It's a risky take. Do it, baby. That's a risky Not take. Not really. I've been on the right side of things before. It feels good, Shuddy, when a schmuck like me is on the right side of stuff. I thought it was fucking Venmo. cool. I liked, It was I, fucking stupid when I said Venmo, but... <laughs> yeah, you, you, had, you had to dig like deep into the past for that win. Yeah. I could talk about... Mm, never mind, I won't. Anyways, Kevin, keep going. Black, black phone. I like the whole vibe of it. I liked I liked the the nineteen seventy eight aesthetics of it. Um, I liked I don't know. I thought the, I thought the kids were were awesome in it. Usually kids can be really fucking annoying, but I thought they picked good actors. Um, I think the girl was a pretty good actress. I'll give you that. So the the whole point of the movie is there's this this serial killer called the Grabber who's just going around this neighborhood snatching kids up and the main kid gets kidnapped and then you just find out like what happens to everybody and you know he gets put in this 
basement locked in there and he kind of just keeps getting terrorized by Ethan Hawke wearing these creepy masks and there's like a disconnected phone in there that the ghosts of his previous victims call into and try and help this kid escape. And I don't know, I thought it was, I thought there was some creepy stuff. They show some of like the ghosts. There's some pretty solid jump scares in it. I don't know. I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty cool. Sounds like you guys saw two completely different movies. Oh, well, fucking mainstream Kevin over here going with Rotten Tomatoes. There were, there were no fucking rappers in it. (laughs) There's no fighter jets. What the fuck is this? Oh, come on. This movie was fucking lame. Like the paranormal shit. It just had no business being in that movie. It didn't, it didn't even really make sense. I mean, I guess, yeah, like, if you it, look was at, it a plot point on why these ghosts were able to communicate through this phone or did a little did, bit. So the stuff from what this was like, Carl really enjoyed it as well, but she, she did point out some of the same uh, points that Jeff did with, um, okay, where, where was I? Okay. So like, you were bummed out that the 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 main kid and his sister had an abusive dad and it didn't really play into it much. I picked up on it that the whole reason they showed the abusive dad stuff was because I got the impression that Ethan Hawke's character was also abused by his dad because he dropped hints about like there he spent time locked up in that in that basement and the kid's dad beats the shit out of him. He's abusive and beats them with a belt. And then Ethan Hawke is like waiting with a belt to beat kids. So I just assumed that it meant he had an abusive dad and fucked him up and turned him into like a, a, a serial killer that just targets kids. Because he, he, he kept calling the kids that he kidnapped like naughty boys, like you were a naughty boy. It seemed like abusive yeah. parent, shit, parent shit to me. Fair enough. So it toughened him up, I guess. <laughs> Is that the takeaway? Sure. If <laughs> abusive moments in your life lead you to be a serial killer, I guess that makes you tough. Yeah, no, I guess it toughened that's... up the kid. The kid already had practice getting beat up by an adult, so hey, he can take a little bit of punishment. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I don't know. Three, you gave it a four? Yeah. Jeez. I thought it was awesome. Christ. You're going to give eight mile. You should give eight mile fucking nine. Gee, this is terrible, Kevin. can't believe nobody fucking rapped in it. What the fuck? <laughs> we need someone else to break the tie here. Shuddy, don't even watch it. Don't waste your fucking time. I'm not going to. And Shuddy doesn't like horror movies. Yep. That's true. So, I would say, um, I would say um, let's get Dom's opinion on, on it if he goes and sees it. But, man, there was something else. Fuck, I wish I took a screenshot. Anytime there's some movie, like just... Hall of Famer that Dom gives one dick to. I I can't fucking control myself. I just laugh. Laugh like a maniac. Oh, I want to see what it is. I don't remember what it was. I was just scrolling I'm gonna, around. I'm, going, I'm, I'm on Letterboxd right now. I don't think it was something recent. I just looked at a film, and everybody was like, five stars, five stars, five stars, and then there's Dom with his one star. Mm. Well, then I don't know how I'm going to find it. Let's yeah. see. I don't think you will either, but it was something that I felt was one of those unanimous five dickers that everybody loved. And there's Dom. 
The Matrix, nah, didn't care for that. Yeah, Dom, Dom's reviews are a wild card. We need maybe a couple Puminati to call in, uh, leave voicemails reviewing the black phone. I'm sure, yeah. they'll, I'm sure they'll do that. I'm sure we'll get to it in 2023 on Christmas, maybe. Oh, man, I saw Lightyear, too. <laughs> Watched nice. a lot of fucking movies. How was that? It was okay. I kind of... Exp- I-, I wanted more... I thought it was going to be a big space exploration movie, like Buzz Lightyear going on space missions, and he just gets marooned on some fucking, like, barren-ish, dusty, Mars-like planet for the whole movie. And I was like, ah, I kind of wanted, like, some cool Avatar shit, like blue glowing plant forests and weird creatures, and it was... But it was fine. It was fun. I kind of just wanted to give it money since people are all butthurt that a fucking lady gives a lady a peck in it. People are mad about that? Yeah. Some people it, Some um, people got triggered. Goodfellas? It fucking was Goodfellas, I think. <laughs> yeah. Dom gave Goodfellas one dick. Are also, you confirming that? Are you looking at that right now, Sean? I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> Fight Club, one dick. <laughs> Is he trolling? Like, I don't get that. How could, how, how could Goodfellas only get one, one dick? What do you think is more egregious? The fact that I enjoyed the black phone or that Dominic gave Goodfellas one dick? Oh, definitely Dominic. No, I mean, no question. What's worse is that he rated Home Sweet Home Alone one and a half. <laughs> so in his opinion, that movie was better than Goodfellas. Is it just raw oh. scores or does he have a review attached to any of this? Uh, I don't. So the Goodfellas thing really pisses me off. Um, it's a terrible take. Yeah, it makes me want to root for the hot dog. I hope he eats another hot dog. <laughs> we were at Young Ones in Kutztown on a road, on a trip to buy music and DVDs and video games one weekend. And Dom found Goodfellas and would not refuse to let me buy it because he wanted to buy it and never seen it. Watched it. And then traded it in somewhere else and never gave me the chance to take the DVD because he hated it so much. So I don't think he's ever seen it more than that one time. But but it made such an impression that he went out of his way to make sure to rate it on Letterboxd from the past. Wow. I got to hear what he didn't like about it. Maybe Bracca. Maybe since Dom is Italian, he didn't like Italians being portrayed as mafioso. <laughs> Hi, fellas. Bedazzled. Blood Rain. Oh, wow. The movie made off of that fucking video game. Yep. These are all movies scored higher than Goodfellas? Yeah. Wait, how are you, how are you accessing all of this? I'm on Dom's profile and looking at his films and have them sorted by his high, lowest rating to highest. I didn't even know you could do that. 
I'm on the the computer, so oh it, okay, that's why. Wow, 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 fucking dom. So I <laughs> I gotta send Some you guys five dick movies that he's rated higher than Goodfellas, obviously. Uh, Killer clowns from outer space. Okay, Killer clowns from outer space is fucking awesome. Movie. Yeah, that's an no awesome beef. movie. Get him to the Greek. Yeah, it was okay. I only saw part of that one. Rumble in the Bronx. Okay, incredible movie. Kicks ass. Dead Heat, Five Dicks. What the, is the, the Schwarzenegger movie? No, that's Red Heat. Oh. Dead Heat is the one starring Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so I just sent you guys a screenshot of a movie that popped up on Dom's Letterbox D over the weekend. He gave this movie two and a half stars. So he liked this oh. m- more than two times the amount of Goodfellas. <laughs> two X of a Goodfellas movie. It's called Head of the Family, and it's like some gigantic deformed head stuffed in a wheelchair. <laughs> head of the Family. Yeah. Don brings a lot to the table and all, but there's just some this this movie shit just it's outrageous. MRI Cop Two, four and a half stars. Oh, I mean that's a classic. Can't hate on that. I mean, Goodfellas, one star. Where does he? Uh, can you look up a couple Steven Seagal movies? How does he feel about Hard to Kill? Well, let's see. Or Above the Law. Hard to Kill. Yeah. The Bill Simmons rewatchable podcast where Which they, one was the one with the in Alaska? The fire something oil down below or something. Oh uh, man. Uh, so Dom has not rated hard to kill, but Mark gave it three stars. On Deadly Ground. That's the uh, that's the Wow, nobody that I'm friends with on Letterboxd has seen on Deadly Ground. I mean, I've seen it. Many, many years ago, that was one of those movies that I was able to convince my dad to rent, to let me rent. Wow. I mean, Fucking Michael Caine, R. Lee Ermey, and Billy Bob Thornton are all in on Deadly Ground. John C. McGinley. Did they have, like, uh, someone had a dossier of them, like, fucking donkeys, and they're like, you do this Steven Seagal movie, or we release these to the press. Just- See, that's not fair. Steven Seagal at one point was one of the biggest action stars in the world. At that point. It was at that point. Like, that was. I mean, he even directed this movie. Holy shit. Holy shit. There is an Above the Law 2 in pre production right now. With Steven Seagal? With Steven Seagal playing Nico Toscani. Oh, that's guaranteed to be awesome. I can't can't miss there. Listen to this fucking run. Listen to this fucking run this guy had. Above the Law, 88. Hard to Kill, 90. Marked for Death, 1990. Out for Justice, 91. Under Siege, 92. That was his first five fucking movies. And what they is all that? sound like they could have been about the same exact thing. They all pretty much were. They all pretty much were the exact same <laughs> Hold thing. On, Why was he you... chewing something he shouldn't? I'll be right back. You don't Parker. have to f- fuck with a can't miss formula like oh, this. Oh, God, Parker's chewing on my cum rag again. The next one, 
he played Forest Half on Deadly Ground, which, to be fair, I wasn't that big of a fan of. Then next was Under Siege 2, Dark Territory, which I do think is an underrated movie. Yeah, Dark, Under Siege as, 2 was okay, the one on the train. Yeah, not bad. That was all right. Executive Decision, Five Dicker, and I won't hear anything differently about it. That, that fucking movie fucking kicks ass with Halle Berry, Kurt Russell. Uh, who else is in there? Obviously, um... Steven Seagal. Who else is in there though? Fucking whiff in here. Doesn't John? I think John Steven Seagal. Spoiler alert! Die in like the first half hour or some shit. Oliver. Yeah, spoilers. Jesus Christ, Kevin. Yeah, he goes down. I was pissed. I was pissed. Oh fucking shit. Okay, well, yeah. you always have like you're you're always talking about your boner for Steven Seagal. So let's take let's take um let's do a power ranking. Of people that were making action movies in the 80s and 90s. Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Jean-Claude Van Damme, and Steven Seagal. First, second, third, or fourth, where do you rank Seagal? Okay, let me just say this first. I love, I love Sylvester Stallone. Love Sylvester Stallone. Sylvester Stallone, better actor, more important motion picture achievements, and Rocky is probably on my Mount Rushmore. Like, I, I fucking love Rocky. In terms of 80s, 90s action stars, I'd go I'd go one Arnold. I'd go two Seagal. Oh, my God. Three Stallone. And then well, Jean-Claude Van Damme, whatever. Like, sure, yeah, he can be four. I mean... I'll go Jackie Chan over him. I let me think of some other action movie stars I would put ahead of Jean Claude Van Damme. And I and and I know I know what you're about to say. Demolition Man. Demolition Man's a five dicker. I fucking love Demolition Man. Cliffhanger. Is Cliffhanger? Is, I'm sorry. It's not better than the first five Seagal movies. It's not. They're not. It, no blasphemy. Way. Blasphemy. I'll stand by that, dude. I fucking, I fucking love those movies. I think Mark for Justice, the one with the the Jamaicans, <laughs> that's that's the one. Or Mark for Death, excuse me. That's the one that I think is the most underrated out of the five that I that I listed. Under Siege, I would argue, is a bit overrated. It did have Tommy Lee Jones, which kicks ass, kicks ass Gary Busey, and it wasn't. Was an awesome great, movie. Great, like when I was a kid going to see R-rated action movies, I ranked a lot of them. A a lot. There was a lot of weight put on how the main bad guy died. I want a good fucking death for the main bad guy, and Tommy Lee Jones. Spoiler alert: gets a fucking Bowie knife plunged into his skull and then thrown headfirst through a submarine monitor. So he was already dead, but Seagal was like, no, 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 no. I'm throwing your fucking corpse headfirst into a monitor, and then your dead body's going to get zapped. That was a cool final death. I liked that. Steven Seagal comes through with all the cool final deaths. Also, if we're talking about these gentlemen and 90s action movies, um, uh, knocking a terrorist off your fighter jet and having his backpack loop onto the edge of a missile and then that missile gets launched 
through a building and hits a helicopter on the other side of it full of bad guys is a tremendous ending in True Lies. I mean, Arnold, Arnold's the fucking man. I'm looking at, so I'm looking at Sylvester Stallone's. Um, so much blasphemy. So much blasphemy. I'm looking at his 80s and 90s run. When you factor in the 80s, I didn't realize. All right. Like, he has First Blood. And for, in my opinion, First Blood is actually an underrated movie. Like, that movie fucking kicks ass. Kicks ass. Like, that's another one where, like, if you disagree with me on that being a five dicker, we can go out in the parking lot and fucking Yeah, but square it does up. not fit with the other four movies in the series at all. I, I hear you, and I don't like. I actually don't even really acknowledge other four movies. Like First Blood on it, on face value on its own, is a fucking five decker. First you Blood two, Shorty? you didn't think was 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 cool. Granted, it's yeah. not like it's it's no earth shattering story, but man, he fucks people up in that movie. I didn't see First Blood until I was an adult. The only other movie, the only Rambo movies that I saw growing up were, were the blood and guts and ones. Yeah, were the were the real actiony ones. So I know they're not really good movies. I do know that. I as a, as cinema, First Blood is a way, way, way better, better story, better movie, all of that, but. I it's the one that I don't consider part of that I don't really acknowledge. If I'm watching a Rambo movie, it's typically three. It's typically three where he does the 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 fighting in Thailand. <laughs> well, like to me, like I don't know. Like First Blood is kind of like on the fugitive plane, where it was just one of those movies that was just on Sundays, like when when there wasn't football. I think it was a, a Sunday Fox movie. And I've seen it probably like, I would say probably 10 or 15 times. I haven't watched it in years, but fuck, I love that movie. So what are your, what are your thoughts on? Cause I feel like we, we brought this up fairly recently, but I can't remember tango and cash. Ooh, I was just about to bring that up. <laughs> there five dicks isn't enough. I fucking love fucking love Tango and Cash. And now, now I'm thinking now I'm thinking differently about what I said. I love Tango and Cash. Fucking love it. Honestly. Well, it came out in 89. If you asked me when I was like four or five years old, what was your what's the greatest movie ever? I might say Tango and Cash. Like I fucking love that movie. Loved it. My parents let me watch it when it came out. I don't think Holy it's critically shit, acclaimed. Is that a five dicker? And I haven't seen it in a long time. But when it came out, I saw it in the theaters, and then afterwards, I watched the shit out of it. Assassins. Was that with Antonio Banderas? Yep. I think I've seen it once, and I have nothing. I can't. I can't even really weigh in on that one. I, I got to rewatch it, but I remember thinking that movie was fucking sick as a kid. I feel like that one is better than that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie that Jeff loves. <laughs> Eraser, Eraser. Barry, you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, all right, so like Copland came out in '97. That doesn't count, right? That's not what we're talking about. No, because that's that's not exactly an action movie, right? Cop Copland kicks ass. Yeah, Fucking I awesome remember movie. I saw Copland in the theaters with my dad, and Jay Muse from Jay and Silent Bob was sitting in the row behind us, and I just remember nice. as it, like 
like a, a young teenager being like, oh man, this is so fucking sick. I'm in an R-rated movie with my dad and Jay is sitting right behind me. This is, this is life peaking. <laughs> it is pretty dope, actually. No, but if I'm, I don't know, like objectively, this is, this is how I actually feel. I'll take uh, Steven Seagal's first effectively seven movies. I'm not crazy about On Deadly Ground, but I think Under Siege 2 is underrated. I love Executive Decision. I'll take those seven movies over. No, I can't. I can't even do that because Rocky Four came out in the eighties. God damn it! All right, all right, never mind. I'll put Steven Seagal three, just out of respect. Fuck, I love those movies, and it hurt. It, it hurts. It hurts me to to put him that low. But Steven Seagal is a fucking icon. I or excuse me, Sylvester Stallone's an icon. I can't. He had Rocky Four come out in eighty. Whatever, I stand corrected. I feel like this was or, a very productive discussion, 80s. fellas. Assassins is on HBO Max, supposedly. That might be worth a, a rewatch. That that's that's Ooh. like a, that seems like a good movie for me to throw on while I'm on the exercise bike. Who's the? Isn't there like a hot blonde in there? Is the Sharon Stone? It's Julianne Moore, and I only know that because I'm looking. I looked it up. Yeah, I'm on here now. I do okay, remember because Antonio movie. Antonio Banderas is like the evil assassin. And mm-hmm. Sylvester Stallone is the good professional murderer. And I do remember a scene where there's like a children's soccer match happening. And Antonio Banderas is like, oh, number seven is looking a little sleepy. And he's like, eh, don't you fucking do it. Don't you do it. And then he lines him up with a sniper rifle and you think he's about to murder a fucking little kid. And then, pow, shoots a soccer ball. So much tension. So much uh, 90s tension. 16% on Rotten Tomatoes currently. Oh, no. Well, I guarantee you a lot of those motherfuckers didn't see that movie when they were 13. Would have made a difference. I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever seen this movie. Have, have you guys seen Nighthawks? Is that any good? Steam, uh, Sylvester Stallone? No. Nighthawks. Nope. Sounds familiar, but I don't, I've never seen it. Let me look that up. 6.3 on IMDb for Assassins. Nighthawks. I'm sure everybody's listening to hear us talk about... Sylvester Stallone movies? Yeah. I mean... I mean, I'm hoping I'm educating people. If you haven't seen the first five Steven Seagal movies, they fucking... They they are (laughs) kick-ass action movies. They fucking rule. And I mean, like, I had never I heard here. I had never heard of Nighthawks, but listen to this first three billing: Sylvester Stallone, Rutger Hauer, and Billy D. Williams, and Lindsay Wagner. I don't know. Lindsay yeah, I, Wagner. I heard it's a pretty good movie. The Bionic yeah, Woman. Oh Jesus, Shuddy Boy! You're hitting us with your old man shit. Oh, I'm Shuddy Boy. I'm forty and old. One of decrepit. Europe's most lethal terrorists shows up in New York. An elite undercover cop is assigned to take him down. By any means necessary, we we might have to watch that. Let's put Man. that on. What the fuck did I just watch? Well, we'll that sounds like, it. Yeah, that sounds like some high stakes action. I gotta see how that plays out. Fuck yeah, Sylvester Stallone. This is coming off of Rocky too, so this is. I mean, this is peak Stallone. His facial hair in this um, this preview picture is a little alarming. What his facial hair is? Fuck more chicks than I ever have. 
That's true, and me. But I mean, he, it's a little <laughs> foo man. Combined. It's a little foo man chewy. I'm glad that wasn't like um, a big part of his look. Sylvester oh, Stallone with facial hair. I don't know about all that. Um, I mean, if you guys wanted to do this as homework for next week, I would be down. To watch this? Night Nighthawks? Where is that? Did you find a... We'd have to a... rent it. It would have to be a rental. Oh, man. I feel like, if anything, we can do a what the fuck did I just watch. Now, I know Dom's probably got movies lined up until 2024, but <laughs> I don't know. Maybe this would be a cool detour to do. But Nighthawks is a movie that I'm... Well, shit, I already, reading that, I already have to spend money to watch um, 8 Mile for my homework. So you said Tubi has it for free. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. There you go. Yeah, all right. We'll see. I'm throwing it on my watch list, Jeff. You fucking sentient fart. <laughs> Wait, which one? Nighthawks. Nighthawks? Oh, okay, all right, cool. Yeah, and I'll make a point to watch 8 Mile before next week. And I will give my honest thoughts. I will not zag just to spite Jeff, even if I enjoy if I enjoy the movie. I will not lie. You review movies with honor. I'll give you that. You could have zagged on Armageddon. I think you didn't give it the the credit that I did, but you you did give it credit, and you did admit you enjoyed yourself while watching it. I did so get I have a, faith. You'll give an effort. I did get a text from Brandano this weekend who revisited Armageddon for the first time since theaters and was oh, no. singing its glory. Which fucking awesome. It's, Gave it a five dicker, and I did pass on that like Armageddon is Jeff Clark's favorite movie. Yeah, absolutely. Unquestioned. I mean, what a, yeah, what a banger. But I mean, did we'll you see that. he did with those animal crackers? <laughs> he, sh- he shoved him God. right in her, shoved him right in her poontang that's the daughter I mean, of Aerosmith right there just the audacity of Jerry Bruckheimer to line up classic scene after classic scene after classic scene <laughs> he really went for it and uh, he should be in the movie filmmaker hall of fame I don't even think they have one of those hmm. yeah how about Cobra? That sounds like another movie that's pretty familiar. I mean, Stallone I with watched... aviators holding a fucking Uzi. Oh, baby. It says, here's a here's synopsis. A tough on-crime street cop must protect the only surviving witness to a strange, murderous cult with far-reaching plans. Holy fucking shit. I, I have watched Cobra because we did um, an Ellis show movie review of it. Um, a few years back and it is it is like the exact tone you think it is of an 80s Stallone action movie of him just being like a hot under the collar cop like breaking the rules I think there was like the bad guy in it god who was the bad guy oh yeah the night slasher creepiest looking guy ever yeah there was some good shit with him in it it's not like it's not a Hall of Famer, but definitely a fun action movie. Like, you know, those those 80s movies when someone gets shot and it just blows a fucking cannonball-sized hole in them and <laughs> blood splatters all over the place? I mean, it's directed oh, yeah, by the dude. same guy that directed um, Tombstone and First Blood Part Two. George Cosmo- 
Cosmatos. Yeah. Guy. Leviathan. That's really it. Yeah, he doesn't have much on the... But I feel like, if I remember correctly, Cobra was made because Stallone passed on Beverly Hills Cop. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was, it was a passion project for now. Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, he needed man. less humor and more death. And you definitely get that in Cobra. And I think his well, name is like... Well, they rewrote Beverly Hills Cop for Eddie Murphy because it was darker originally before... St- Stallone passed on it. And Cobra is called Cobra, I think, because his name is like Joseph Cabretti. Joseph P. Cobretti or some shit like that. Yeah. It's fucking awesome. That's that's pretty sweet. Really While cool. we're here, though, and it was brought up, Beverly Hills Cop 1, 2, and 3, for that matter. I, I'm a huge fan. You guys, how do you guys feel about it? Just a quick take. I think I've only seen the first one. Oh, you didn't... Great Gilbert Godfrey moments, by the way. I think the third one is my favorite. I think the, the they're in Wally World or whatever. Um, Wally World? I think that's my favorite. Yeah, I think that's what they call it. Wally World. It's pretty much like fucking Disneyland. They just didn't I mean, want to I mean, that's pay where they the go in vacation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hmm. Um, I think Beverly Hills got kicks ass, but whatever. Man, great Sylvester Stallone doc, huh? Yeah. I feel like we just did the Lord's work there, gentlemen. I gotta, right, I gotta find out where some of those movies are streaming. Let's um, use the remainder of our time together to try and chip away voicemails. Yay! At Mount Voicemail, where tragically, in the last seven days since we talk talked, we lost like four Sherpas on Mount Voicemail. Oh, Wait, what, what does that fuck? mean? They died because it's so high. Like. Climbing Mount Everest, people die. Okay. See, this is the part where you laugh at the joke now, Jeff, now that you got it. <laughs> it's a stupid joke. I still don't think he understands it. <laughs> no, I don't get it. And I'm you not suck. the dumb one here. Kevin is. You stink, Jeff. All right. <laughs> the fucking machine gun shit. Wow. I need to revisit that one. Oh. <laughs> they want to put a name on that? Nope. What area code is it? Uh, two eight one. That's Texas. That was some barbecue oh, wow. shit right there. All right, let's do. We, we got a bunch of Texans in the Pumanani. We can we just blame one of them. We have time for one more. All right, let's, yeah, let's do, do one more. Meep. Oi, oi, fucking boy, Kevin, Jeff, Shuddy, what up? I called a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm Clinton from Canada. I was just telling you guys how awesome you are. Um, I thought I should call back in and let you know. We love it when people do that. By the way. Okay. He's going to take it back. He's an indie of us. Oh, no. Yeah, awesomeness. Uh, Clinton from Canada here. Um, I, just, I, just, I, I, have, I have to fucking reiterate again how fucking great you guys are. Nice. I, uh, Need that. I, uh, Need that. I'm not on the Patreon yet. Ah. Oh. Um, but 
I got, I got a sub. I might cancel the Tully Show Patreon that, I, that I'm on and then get this one. Yeah, fuck that guy. Hey, I'm, hey, just, there's, I'm just kidding. Oh. There's enough room for both of us. Instead of instead of buying uh, one cup of Starbucks a month, you, you bought two cups of Starbucks that month. It's okay. Look, we all need jokes these days more than ever, right? And more than that, I need money. <laughs> yeah. No, just, I'm sorry. I'm just I, I love Tully. Tully's crazy. The guy's friggin' uh, hilarious. But I feel like uh, the content you guys are putting out m- might be a little more uh, up my alley. I, I, I imagine you are a uh, a fan of poop, sir. How about queefs? And dramatic pauses, apparently. Again, I'm on some illicit substances again. Oh, I'm fuck not. yeah. I've I, I decided to make the call. Make the call. Leave the voicemail. Did- what do you think substance he's referring to? The one that that made Shuddy Boy's eyes disappear right now? Or something a little bit more oomph? You think it's boozing? Is that what you mean? Uh, illicit substances. I'm going to go with cocaine. I didn't think about what the fuck I was going to say. Illicit substances, they're, they're a nightmare. Um, but Shuddy, question for you. So suspenseful. Is it? Hold on, my cat, my, sorry, my cat was just, uh, Delfino, no, no, no. We're still here, Tom. Um, Take your time, buddy. This cat's name is Pwampfino? What's what's the best uh, concert you've ever been to? And that's actually a question for all you guys. What's the best concert <laughs> individually that you guys have all Quick. been to? I gotta say, I'm, I mean, I'm a fan of uh, all forms of music, but um, I gotta say, Fleetwood Mac from you uh, was a top. What do you guys think? I'd love to Fleetwood hear that Mac. question. Also, Jeff, why not check out the CFL? It's better than the NFL. Much better. Not going to address this one. Take your ball. There's another person who doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Fleetwood Mac and the CFL. Come on, man. Think motherfuckers have like 120-yard field. Same question. How do I win on betting on golf? Because I just don't get it. Jeff doesn't know the answer to that either. I put all my money down on (laughs) Galatorn. And he doesn't fucking win. Nothing. I don't know. I don't know how to do it properly. But uh, I'd like to to get some insights on how to properly sports bet, uh, specifically golf. Um, and Kevin Kraft, um, I guess uh, for you, I would say. Calm gay. I, I, oh, and then he hit the time limit. Oh, no. He's got nothing <laughs> to say to you. Oh, CFL man. is just something that I, I have no interest in. Um, I, I don't even want to be that cruel about it because I don't need to be like, I spend so much time watching sports far too much time as it is. I need to be more social, like less in front of the TV that I can't just add another sport, especially one that I'm not willing to bet like the CFL into it. You know, like I, I, I didn't watch nearly as much hockey and haven't watched nearly as much hockey as I did growing up. So that's like a sport that I would fill in if I were to pick up another like sport hobby. As far as golf betting, I was just 
fucking crushing it a few months ago. I have been struggling recently. It's still up pretty good on the year, but I mean, it's tough. It's tough. Like as the division in tours made it more difficult. Do you think to no at it? When no, is the golf rant? When's the golf uh, Super Bowl? Like when is golf over? Uh, well, they do majors. Like it isn't just a one championship. They have four majors oh. throughout the season. And they've done three of them already. The next big one is called the it's the Open. It's the British Open. It's in the middle of July. But is that the one with like the, um, that Happy Gilmore was in? No. What did he, What did he? What was he in? I feel like he was in. I think it was just the Tour Championship, and it was kind of like I don't know. It wasn't like a specific actual major because the, oh. they gave out a, a gold jacket. And the Masters, they give out a green jacket. So that's kind of what it was parodied off of. But there is no gold jacket given out. Yeah, it's uh, just the Tour Championship. Right, yeah. So there's a PGA Championship, which is a major. There's a U.S. Open. There's a Masters. Then there's the British Open. The so, U.S. Senior Open was just at the local country club this nice. weekend here. Did you compete? No. <laughs> um Golf's tough though. I use this website called Fantasy National, where you can like build your own stat models and um, look at all the appropriate stats, all the course history, performance, and trending performance data of all the golfers. But at the end of the day, it's fucking gambling. Like, you know, like I lost a golf bet because some guy withdrew from the tournament because sand flew in his eye fucking sports gambling i don't know it's just stupid shit happens like it's, oh my god it's ridiculous and like golf it's not as annoying and as team sports because you know in team sports you have officiating and it's judgment calls like officials and baseball football basketball can swing the out the outcomes or as golf it's just, you got to put the ball in the hole but they have their own bullshit that you have to deal with and have to handicap around it's just it's tough i'm not good enough where I can really be giving like broad advice. Like it's beating sports betting is really one of the tougher things you can do. It's fucking, it's next to impossible. <laughs> but you can listen to the Bet Slippin' podcast and hear Jeff show his work. Yeah. On the bets he makes. Yeah. I'll uh, be reviewing or I'll be uh, handicapping, previewing the British Open. Uh, a couple weeks in the middle of July, I think it tees off July 14th or something. So look forward to that. You know, I'll give you some picks there. Hopefully I win money. I've been struggling lately. Yeah, there you have it. Oh, wait, no, this guy had some, this is a pretty good voicemail. Best concert you've ever been to. Oh yeah. Other question he asked. I have a few. I can, I can start. That's a tough one. That one I can't. So I saw jay-z and nas when they buried the they got rid of the beef and they they like this i don't know they they played a show together they played two shows actually it was a consecutive nights the, nas, the second nas, one, i'm guessing didn't do ether no 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 no. that's like when they buried the hatchet and there was like rumors about it about them about jay-z possibly bringing out nas it was jay-z and friends it was called one of the probably the greatest hip-hop concert ever um it was crazy the amount of people that showed up there um but the first night we went to the one in continental airlines arena which is in new jersey i think it's now the prudential center 
Mm-hmm. And um, well, the, the Continental second- Airlines Arena was at the Meadowlands. The Prudential Center is in the heart of Newark. Okay, but it's well, where the Devils play. Yeah, I mean you're the Devils. So they moved, moved from Continental Airlines to Prudential. Yeah, Continental gotcha. Airlines doesn't uh, exist anymore. Okay, so the old Continental Airlines Arena, I went and saw it there because it was cheaper than the next night, which is Madison Square Garden. But because Nas, like Nas, uh, uh, like showed up for the Continental Airlines Arena one, so we actually saw him first. Um, that was probably the best one of the best concerts. The other one was Eminem Lollapalooza 2011 and and Tool Lollapalooza 2009 probably my three you favorite <laughs> three favorite concerts I've ever been to. You guys have been to a lot more shows than I have. Yeah, so and it's going to be a lot of just obscure death metal stuff and obviously Black Dahlia Murder my favorite band. They never disappointed and I guess like Ozzy and Black Sabbath in the early Ozfest tours, were were pretty fucking epic and memorable for me. The I saw uh, I, one of the things, one of the shows that strikes me the most is seeing Guar in Crocodile Rock in Allentown, which was a teeny tiny little club. Oh wow! So that was that was insane and a lot of fun. Yeah. I've been to so many that it's hard to pick one. Just I don't have any one particular one that I would say. I'm hoping that if you ask me this on September 9th, I say uh, Wu Tang and Nas. Yeah. Because uh, I am just, as we get closer and closer, I'm getting more and more hype for it. Did you listen to the King's Disease 2 album? No, I forgot. You listen to the one song with Eminem. You like that one at least, right? EPMD no, no, wait. Too. I did listen to the King's Disease. Yeah, because yeah, I text you about it. Yeah, yeah. You like that one song? Yeah. You listen to the whole album. I, I listened to the whole album. Yeah. Pretty good, right? Yeah, I liked. I liked it. That sounded way too corny and hokey. <laughs> I liked it. Uh, no, I liked it. Um, yeah, it was I decent. I still think uh, God's. What uh, that album is my favorite. Godson. Yeah, that's it. I want to say God's plan, but that's a Drake song, right? Or something. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jersey. Yeah. So yours is just a bunch of no names. Yeah, no pretty names. much. Yeah. Death death metal. All right. Yeah. yeah. Uh all right, everybody. Thank you for listening. If you need more MSPH in your life, I strongly urge you to check out our Patreon. Patreon.com slash mad scientist party hour. We have our bonus podcast that we do every week and we are balls deep in the latest season of master chef so we are doing crafter jeff shuddy edition you get that on the five dollar tier and then the 10 has all of our individual uh, contributions which uh if i may say four and a half years into patreon and business is booming speaks volumes sure we could tell you how sweet we are but uh feel like that's that's a good barometer people are digging what we're putting out there so check it out why don't you just give us a give us like a one month trial dip your toes in see if you like the water yeah clint we're looking at you nobody pooped in it nobody peed in it shuddy boy you might see some beard hairs or stray pubes but it's all fine they're good for you um 
Oh, what else? Uh, you can follow us on Instagram. I'm at Kevin Craft. At Shuddy Boy. At Jeffro Records. And at MSPH Podcast. If you want to shoot us some emails, we can get to those quicker than we can get to voicemail. So MadScientistPartyHour at gmail.com. Shuddy Boy, you got any the dates, any uh, strip club appearances you're doing with He-Man? No, but 10 years ago today, we were melting in the hot sun of the valley at Six Flags Magic Mountain with Bonnie. Very important milestone. Mm-hmm. Where were that you? That was my first trip to L.A. Where were you when this happened, friends? All right. Um, that's, that's it, right? We did it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, we, now we nailed it. All right. Senior, senior moment over. Jeff's about to get arrested, so send bail money. And uh, until yeah. next time, ooh, something. Flippity doop dop doinks. Plamp, bum, plamp. Hi. Jake, Jake, Jake. Yeah. Woo. Flippity flabbity flippity flabbity flippity flabbity flippity 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 flabbity. Meow 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 meow. Meow 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 meow. Meow 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 meow. Oh, hang on. Uh oh. That's the kind of technology day I've been having. I still can't hear you though. Farts. Up now I can. Woo! Man, is that an easy E shirt? It is. Damn. Repping the hip hop merch hard lately. Oh, just wait. I'm gonna this is <laughs> this right here is the the crown jewel. Oh shit. This, I mean not to if we can discuss it again, but I got on clearance at Walmart for three dollars and fifty cents. The easy E shirt? Yeah. Oh my god. We just happened to go through the clearance section yesterday and Sharon picked it up. I'm like, that's really fucking rad. And it had a $5 price tag on it. I'm like, that's a shirt for the show. And then it rang up at three fifty. Fuck yeah. That's a true shirt for the show then. Man, I've been, I've been so, so into thrash metal lately. Um, and like, I, I'm not much of a hat guy. I've gone through my hat phases, and I always look like such a chode in, in hats. But I saw this municipal waste hat that was like, um, I think it was kind of like a trucker hat, but the bill is like flipped up on it, mm-hmm. and I think it said like party across it. Yeah, that's like that's the thrash metal style. And I was like, oh god damn it, I want that hat, and it was sold out. What's that? Let me see your municipal waste shirt. That's fucking gnarly. Is it really that cold, though, that you need a long sleeve shirt? No, it's just comfy. It's like 90 degrees outside. I got the AC going. Just fuck it. I'm wearing a long sleeve. 420. Where the fuck is Dookie Boy? My guess? Eating his own poop. Yeah, 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 yeah.
Oh, okay. I just found the hat. The listing for the hat. It says wasted under the bill that's flipped up. But in in all fairness, it's probably a good thing that it was sold out because I would probably look like a jerk off in it because there's so much shit that I just can't pull off. Hats. An entire article of cl- clothing. Oh, uh, yeah, that's one of those soft brim trucker hats. Yep. So you do roll it. It's cool, though. Yeah. Oh, motherfucking dookie boy. <laughs> hey, fellas. Hello. What up, what up? How are we doing? Chilling. We're doing. Tough day, huh, buddy? Tough afternoon, and it's all technology related. Oh, wow. Cool. You're having a real Good Kevin thing you have Kevin moment. here to talk about it. <laughs> yeah, let's commiserate. But you'll you. actually be more help, I think. I hope so. I mean, I did get in second in Trivial Pursuit. Are these offline problems or something we're going to discuss in the podcast? No, we can discuss it on the podcast because it really, I mean, I'm probably building it up, but it really makes me feel fucking stupid. Yikes. Me and Kevin have no chance with it then. Oh, man. I got a lot to complain about this episode. Let me tell you guys. Oh, man. Are we just are we having like MSPH therapy this week? So I'm Perhaps. eating a cookie right now, and I apologize what's going for what's going to happen in 40 minutes to an hour. I'm just, I'm stressed. Time for a little oh, shutty nap. I got a whole rant I could do, a, a sports ball rant, if you guys can grant me the runway for it. Kevin, a you don't seem very interested rant, in any huh? sports ball rants, huh? Do we have a lot prepared for today? Oh, I fucking hate it that... Johnson throws to the line of spinach, and he doesn't even get a home run. What the fuck? We should try and make a significant dent in Mount Voicemail. What's up with that? All right, whatever, fine. Have it your guys' way. No, no, I didn't say you couldn't do... No, no, all right, go ahead, Shuddy, fine, whatever. Oh. (laughs) Speaking of which, look, look at the fucking video I sent you guys. What, these, where? I sent oh, it to the, the, okay. the group chat. I just these, got it. This isn't my rant. These goddamn motherfuckers. Look at them. Roller so, skating on the basketball court. Oh, yeah. It's a whole roller skating party. <laughs> Unfucking believable. I went down there to get some shots up yesterday at 10 a.m., and these motherfuckers already had the basketball court coned off with their little fucking tent set up apparently it was a quote backyard roller skating boogie they just hijacked the fucking court i went down there with little mama just just to look into these motherfuckers souls well and see if any of my homies are down there i'm sorry go ahead shuddy i was no you can continue mine i didn't want to derail you well one of the guys that i play basketball with that tried to organize a 10 a.m meetup to play hoops 
was just standing there on the side of the court, just watching these motherfuckers skate around. And there was like four or five black guys parked next to the basketball court, just like looking angry out of their car. Like, God damn it. We can't hoop now. And apparently the fucking organizer of this event actually came at like one of the guys that I hoop with and was like, Hey, first come first serve. Like you motherfuckers. Wow. First come, first serve. You goddamn motherfuckers. All right, Bull so talk for a roller skater. Finish. Because I was going to say, maybe they booked it with the town, but it doesn't sound like they did. They did not book it with the town, no. All right, then uh, then there was no point in me saying what I was going to say. Just, so I'm glad I didn't stop you. Pisses me off. You know, hot chicks, roller skating, how mad could I be? That's cool. There's fucking dudes on that goddamn basketball court roller skating. Like I wanted to go 11 on these motherfuckers. I you How you really can be a fucking, my gears. How you can be a fucking dude and look yourself in the mirror roller skating on a basketball court? Like you got that's that's like breaking bro code. Like what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? I Kevin, you don't feel me at all here, do you? You're not on my side? No, I feel you. Thank God. Thank God. I mean, when if you know basketball is your shit, you have to play it on a basketball court, and then they roller skate on it. It's like, God damn it, you scumbags! There's a half where am I supposed to? Next- is there is there a, a roller skate park where I can go play basketball right now? Yeah, why don't I just bring a basketball to the fucking roller skate rink and I'll just set up a basketball uh, hoop? Not even. I don't even need a basketball hoop. I can just dribble around, right? Just work on my handle in the middle of the fucking roller skating rink. These goddamn motherfuckers. There's a half court next to the big court, right? I overheard these guys one day. Grown fucking guy say, I don't play basketball. I play contact sports. While on roller skates, this motherfucker said that. I was so offended. I was so fucking mad. Ah, these, these goddamn cocksuckers. Live it up, ladies. Live it up. Because soon you're not going to be able to fucking roller ski. You're not going to be able to go piss without asking our permission first. Live it up. Jesus fucking. Oh, man. I was so pissed off. <laughs> I can't. Dude, rabble, 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 rabble. With my fucking plantar fasciitis, I can maybe play basketball once a week. And then the rest of the week I'm limping. I saved it up all for this weekend. And these motherfuckers in the roller skating rink. Ah. So pissed off. So fucking pissed. I'm just happy that there were guys on the side of the court just as mad as me. Just like just just looking from their park cars, just like giving them the death stare like these motherfuckers. And what would have happened had there been basketball going on when all these assholes to roller skate showed up? Right. That well, that's what the one guy said. He's like, first come, first serve. I think if I was the only one here playing basketball, they actually would have just pushed me off. They just would have started skating. Right. So yeah, I don't what think would, it's what one happened first if you come. guys would have started a basketball game. Well, I don't know. I, I maybe I could beat up like three chicks, but probably would end up getting <laughs> my ass whooped. <laughs> probably, probably wouldn't look like driving through the fucking uh Roe v. Wade protests, you know? Like, yeah, I take out a couple of them, but it's going to end bad for me. It's probably <laughs> going to end bad for me. Speaking of which, uh, Kevin, did you did you drive past any protests? Uh, no. No, I, we even went into downtown L.A. last night, and smooth sailing. 
at least for the Alamo Draft House. Nice, nice. I saw a movie this past weekend myself. I wonder if we saw the same thing. What did you say? Did you go with your brother? Yes. All right, we did see the same movie. Nice. All right, cool. Because I, I saw him mark it on Letterboxd. Yeah, yeah, he's logging all his movies on Letterboxd. I've also gotten better at logging. I have quite a few things to discuss movie-wise. Man, it's going to be a stacked show then. Yeah, yeah. hit oh. the button. Let's see if we can hear it, and let's get rolling. Are we going to um, talk about the Supreme Court going Sal Maroney? Do the Sal do the Sal Maroney. What makes you think oh. I want to hear you talk? <laughs> Man, I wish I had that button. Actually, no, I wish there was like a music list button of that I could get. Yeah. All right. I it's pretty much had a boner when Kenny Loggins came on. I pretty much had a boner when Kenny Loggins came on. Hit it one more time just to make sure. I pretty much had a boner when Kenny Loggins came on. <laughs> yep. I, I I will try to turn. I my handle back the on dick. Certain... You guys handle the cameras. Yeah, <laughs> that's one of those one of those uh, sound bites. I would like to walk away from the Kenny Loggins one. I will stand behind. What about this one? Am I taking stupid pills here? Every time I I piss, it smells terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool. I've with those. seen probably twenty naked dudes. The, the Shride Frimp, that, that one pisses me off. Intel, Intel Anglefort? Uh, you ready? We ready? Pop, 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 We're ready. We're ready. I'm interested in hot dogs of different nations. <laughs> From Los Angeles, I, wait, I don't know where even... the thing is. Sorry, I was on your page fucking around. Oh my goodness! Where the fuck? We'll be we'll be right back. We uh, pardon for us. <laughs> I have not heard oh, that no. sound. Like... Oh no! You've lost control of the board. Yeah, These you've heard this whole process. Move, move around on me. Jesus Christ! It's there now. Fuck! Fucking fuck! All right. Good to go. Yeah. From Los Angeles, California, we are the Mad Scientist Party Hour. <laughs>